Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So, how's your air fryer working? Uh, I mean, hey, how you doing? Welcome to the show. How's your air fryer working? So, apparently, there's an air fryer recall issued by Best Buy. It affects over 700,000 air fryers sold at Best Buy between 2018 and February of this year, 2022. Specifically, the recall includes 635,000 Insignia Digital Air Fryers, Insignia Analog Air Fryers, and Insignia Digital Air Fryers sold in the U.S., plus 137,000 air fryers sold in Canada. And there's a list of the particular air fryers. Uh, Best Buy has received 68 reports from customers in the United States detailing air fryers catching fire, burning, or melting. The list also includes several instances of property damage and injury. (laughs) So if you own an air fryer on the recall list, stop using it immediately. To get a refund, you can register on the Best Buy Insignia recall site, or there's an 800 number. Uh, 800-566-7498 and you can arrange a return through a prepaid shipping box you're going to get credit for $50 to use at Best Buy if you paid more than $50 eh, I hope you kept your receipt because if you didn't you're only getting 50 bucks but <laughs> I mean it might be worth it rather than burning down your house maybe it's just me welcome Welcome to Chewing the Fat. They have been apprehended. Vicki White and Casey White were apprehended yesterday in Evansville, Indiana. And after the 11-day manhunt, uh, you can feel safe again that this killer is behind bars again. Uh, Vicky White, I was correct, is not alive. However, it ended not in the way I foresaw. Sheriff Rick Singleton. Uh, Casey White and Vicky White are in custody. Uh, there was a pursuit uh, this afternoon in Evansville, Indiana. Uh, Evansville, Indiana is about 219 miles from here. Uh, the U.S. Marshals were in pursuit of a black uh, Ford pickup. I think it was a F Ford 150. No, um, that's not and, true. We'll uh, get to that. Casey White was driving that vehicle. Uh, Vicky White was a passenger. Uh, as, during the pursuit, the pickup truck wrecked. Uh, Casey White surrendered. Vicky White has been transported to the hospital. This has ended a, uh, a very long and uh, uh, stressful and challenging week and a half. It ended the way that uh, that we knew it would. They are in custody. Uh, what I'm very thankful for tonight is that no one was hurt. Uh, no citizens were hurt. No law enforcement officers were hurt uh, as a result of this escape. We got a dangerous man off the street today. Uh, he is never going to see the light of day again. And, uh, you know, that's a good thing for not just our community, but that's a good thing for this country. Amen. Amen, Sheriff. So it was uh, Cadillac. The truck 
was what they saw. They released footage of what they thought was him, and we now know it was him, at a car wash in Evansville, Indiana, and they had left it uh, abandoned, and that's what led the U.S. Marshals to that area. Now, they were in a Cadillac. That wasn't the, the truck. Well, the F-150 was the truck that it was abandoned. The sheriff was just mistaken in the vehicle that they were driving. But, uh, of course, every story about it has to say that Casey White and Vicki White were not related. You should know that by now if you uh, have followed this story at all. Um, they were uh, They were seen, and then they went on the run. And they were chased, and then the car crashed. After the crash... Vicky shot herself. Now, I don't know if she was uh, dead uh, at the time that they apprehended them because they transported her, you know, to the hospital and then they declared her dead. So maybe they just, you know, yeah, she's dead, but take her to the hospital and make sure she's dead. <laughs> Try to bring her back to life. We want to talk to her. <laughs> so she was facing two counts of, uh, or he was facing two counts of capital murder at the time of the escape for allegedly stabbing a woman to death in 2015, according to the U.S. Marshal Service. And Vicky has been charged with forgery and identity theft for using an alias to buy a Ford Edge that was used to facilitate the escape. And a warrant was also uh, issued for her. Uh, permitting or facilitating the escape. So we still, the family will still say that she was brainwashed and that, uh, you know, she believed, you know, who knows, who knows what happened, but he, uh, is still alive and back in jail, very dangerous man and good, good on them. (laughs) Have a nice day. And I just want to let you know, you can feel safe again because, uh, Casey White, is back behind bars, and Vicki White sadly is uh, passed away. We'll know exactly what killed her. The autopsy was to be done today. For those of you listening live, it is the 10th of May, 2022. My guess, my hypothesis was that she was already dead, that he killed her, but maybe he really loved her. Maybe he did. I mean, they were on the run together and they were taken off, and maybe, you know, he really did love her. And, uh, this, they, she couldn't stand being caught. And so she shot herself and maybe she was in such a hurry after the car crash. She didn't do it right. And it took a while for her to pay. Well, she eventually she did it right. Cause she passed away, but normally the death is pretty instantaneous. And apparently this time it wasn't, but anyway, <laughs> we're apprehended and the U S marshals after taking it over, got him right. The, remember on Friday, we talked about how the sheriff, uh, had kept the case for a number of days. And finally the U S marshals were like, yeah, bro, uh, we got this. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and take it from you. Uh, sheriff Singleton, no problem. Don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, thank you. And, uh, then they of course did their jobs and, caught the fugitives if i'm making the made for tv show i say that they were in love and that they both made a pact that if they got caught they would die together in each other's arms and they got into the car crash because they were being chased (laughs) from the u.s marshals and uh she went through with it and he was like "Ooh, man i love you but no at the end roll (laughs) 
Because uh, now, Vicky, now, oh, no, shoot, I didn't really mean it. I love you and everything, but I'm not going to go ahead and end my life. I still got life in prison to get to. <laughs> it's possible. Well, what do I know? But good on uh, all of law enforcement uh, for getting this dangerous man and woman off the streets. And two more people are off the streets. They were just sentenced to... Um, 27 years in prison, and one was sentenced to over 33 years in prison. Um, Russell Taylor and Angela Taylor, now Angela Baldwin, uh, were sentenced because of their exploitation into conspiracy that uh, involved Jared Fogle, the subway guy. This is still ongoing from the subway guy case. Jared's been in prison. Uh, This has been going on for years. Apparently, they cut a deal. Taylor uh, had cut a deal with Fogel and both uh, pled guilty and were convicted in 2015. But uh, Taylor appealed. The guy, uh, he, the man appealed and said, ooh, no. And then his, his conviction was vacated. But then in the reinvestigation, they discovered evidence that implicated Baldwin. And she was charged with production of child sex abuse material, possession of child sex abuse material, and conspiracy to produce child sex abuse material. So according to the court documents, uh, between 2011 and 2015, Taylor and Baldwin then husband and wife, worked together and with other individuals, including Gerald Vogel, to produce, possess, and distribute child sexual abuse material. Just horrific. They had placed hidden cameras in their house to secretly record minor children. It's just, I mean, they're really, really sick individuals. And I, every time I do the story about Jared Vogel, I'm, I remember that, you know, I met Gerald a couple of times, uh, you know, a, a few times. I keep calling him Gerald. Jared. I think that's what they call him in prison now. Gerald. (laughs) It's Jared. I don't know why I want to call him Gerald. It's Jared Fogel. But he's been in prison. And, I mean, he was uh, convicted of traveling to engage in illicit sexual conduct with a minor, distribution and receipt of child pornography, 15 years and eight months imprisonment, and a lifetime of supervised release, $175,000 fine, plus forfeiture of $50,000, and a total of 220, which is a total of $225,000, and $1.4 million restitution. Whew. So hopefully, I don't know if he has that money from doing subway commercials. Maybe he does. But I met him a couple of times, and I really liked him. He was a, I know, he was a good guy when I met him. So I, I don't know what to tell you. Plus, every time I think about meeting him and saying that he was a good guy, the, one, of the, one, of the, one of the times, I think it was the last time that I saw him in Tampa, he was at the radio station, you know, and they were doing some big tour for Subway and, you know, he was doing interviews and stuff. And, uh, we were talking in the studio and he asked to use my computer. Oh boy. Oh boy. Now <laughs> I believe that he was just, uh, you know, checking his email, but, uh, I don't know that, but I'm just, just saying, looking back at it now, mm, uh, no, thank you. Can I use your computer? No, it's tied up. It's not working right now, Jared. Sorry. Someone is looking for you right outside those doors, though. Come on, walk with me. Let's head over to the break room. Are you surprised Biden's America isn't going well? (laughs) Feels like we're getting ripped off, right? 
Unfortunately, a uh, little research shows that these rich nincompoops are keeping a special investment to themselves. It's figuratively blacklisted by those in power because it's so expensive. It's really sickening. But I found a way for you to get a chance to get in. So listen up if you want to potentially defend your wealth. Since not many news outlets report this, uh, could it be they want to keep it to themselves? I don't know. Well, here are the honest stats. The numbers don't lie. The investment outpaced the S&P 500 by over two times from 1995 to 2021. It even still performed well during the pandemic when inflation rates were high and still are. In fact, they're going higher. So why has this asset been only reserved for the wealthy and the well-connected and not you? That's a good question, isn't it? It's time to get even. Here's how you can get priority access. Go to masterworks.art slash Jeffy. Use that link. Do some real research there. Masterworks.art slash Jeffy masterworks.art slash jeffy see important regulation a disclosures at masterworks.io slash cd but go to masterworks.art slash jeffy all right we're here it's the break room i need something cold to drink desperately oh. mm-hmm. ah. <laughs> So I see where Danica Patrick was uh, all excited because she's feeling better after having her breast implants removed. And good for her. She's 40 years old now. She said that she dealt with uh, significant health problems for the last two years due to breast implant illness. And she delivered her update on the condition post-surgery. She posted on Instagram on her stories. And she said that uh, after experiencing negative side effects from her implants since early 2018, uh, you know, she was really trying to figure out what the heck was going on with why she was so sick. I will say that this does kind of show why Aaron Rodgers dumped her. <laughs> <laughs> No, not because she wanted to, you know, get rid of the breast implants. Although, I mean, you never know. But uh, she's been whining about how this has made her sick for the last few years. So she got her breast implants in 2014 because she said, I want to have it all. I was really fit. I didn't have the boobs, so I got them. And everything went well, and she said she was happy with them. But in late 2020... She said that, this is her, saying the wheels came off. She experienced side effects such as menstrual cycle irregularity, weight gain, and more. My hair wasn't looking healthy at all. My face was different shape. So I went down the rabbit hole to figure out I did every test that could be done. And this had to have been going on when she was with Aaron. And he was like, "Ah, I am out of here. (laughs) So now she narrowed it down to that. And she had surgery, and she believes that it was because uh, it was because of the breast implants. And maybe it was. I'm sure that it's 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 possible. I mean, my I know of people who have had breast implants that have broken the old silicon gel breast implants. Uh, you know, broke open inside the breast, and then you just just everywhere, and it pretty much causes breast cancer. Uh, and there's no, I mean, it's, 
you're not getting rid of it. Uh, you know, like she was, she had, uh, she called them baseballs, uh, you know, ouch, the procedural scar wasn't too bad, but, uh, you know, it's just a little bit of scar that, you know, pulls, uh, whatever implant in, in or out of the breast, but, uh, there's no pulling that stuff out. I mean, you can kind of clean it out, but that stuff is all that goo inside there. Those are old implants though. Uh, you know, the newer implants aren't supposed to do that. I know. But uh, good for her. Uh, congratulations. I appreciate it. She said that uh, she's doing 90-day uh, protocols and cleanses and uh, chelation for heavy metals. She did it all. She did it all to get it done. And that, I, what, that I, know, I know. No one will ever admit it. Maybe she will in some podcast someday. But I guarantee and Aaron moved on fast. Aaron was like, I am out of here. I mean, she's doing all these cleanses and trying to figure out why she's so sick and whining the whole time they were together. <laughs> I mean, I want you to get better, Danica. I do. But uh, I, this whole thing, I'm, I'm out. Have a nice day. Another couple breaking up, Dan Aykroyd and Donna Dixon. Uh, 40 years, nearly 40 years together. Yeah, we, you know, we're going to separate. Uh, we're, you know, we're going to remain legally married at this time, but, uh, oof. yeah, no, I do not want to live with her anymore. <laughs> and maybe it was her saying, eh, I don't want to live with him anymore. I don't know. But they got married like in 1983 or 1984 or something like that on the, uh, they met each other on the film, uh, Dr. Detroit that they were in and they've been a couple for a long time. And that's what the thing in their, in their announcement of separating, they said after 39 years as a couple, we are now on separate life paths. Now, I don't know which one found the younger life path, but one of them most definitely did. We remain legally married, co-parents, co-workers and business partners. So that's part of the deal. Um, you know, and they went on to say, this is our choice in loving friendship. So they've got kids. The kids are all grown up. They have three daughters, right? 32 year old Danielle, uh, Vera, 28 year old Vera Sawa, 24 year old Stella. And so, you know, they go between LA and Ontario in their life. And that's, you know, that's a lot to break up after 40 years. I mean, business partners, co-workers and films and deals that's tough so we're you know what i am gonna go with the younger person and we can still be married uh, on paper but i'm out and i'm not sure whether that was dan or donna but that's a quote from one of them i guarantee it that's a chewing the fat fat quote fact <laughs> that's a fact that's a fat fact uh, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, I, I love you and we can still marry and we got all this business things that we have to do, but uh, I'm out. Oh yeah, that was said for sure. I see where they released the long-awaited trailer for James Cameron's Avatar, The Way of Water. I watched it. Uh, the blue people are back. Yay! It uh, did not uh, look that good. I don't know. I just, I expected more, uh, you know, the whole thing is just really kind of weird. I don't know. We'll see if it's good. I know Cameron, you know, wanted technology and this is the way of water, 
but uh, you know, you see Worthington and he's going to be narrating the thing like before. I'll tell you, it's just whatever. And one thing, wherever we go, this family is our fortress. So we'll see if it's worthy or not. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, congratulations. You know, good. Finally got another avatar, I guess. Okay. Uh, Yay. When does the stupid thing come out at the theaters again? In December, I think. Didn't you watch the trailer, Jeff? Yes, I did. I really did. Uh, December 16th, it's in the theaters. Nothing would make me happier than to have something happen where this movie cannot be released on December 16th. Because I find it difficult to believe. I mean, it's been 13 years since that stupid Avatar movie came out. And it was, I enjoyed the heck out of it. But, you know, this is, it's time, there's, I don't know, a couple dozen more left to make. No way Cameron pulls that off. But, who, you know, maybe. Good luck. Good luck. God bless. And congratulations to Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Brought in $185 million at the North American box office this weekend. And that's good for the best opening of the year. And the second biggest opening of the pandemic era. Yeah, you're not beating Spider-Man No Way Home yet. Okay? So... Good luck anyway. Congratulations. I have not seen Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and I don't think I will see it at the theaters. Uh, All those are the movies you got to see at the theater, Jeff. Yeah, I know. But uh, I just don't think I want to spend my money to see Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Now, I don't know. Maybe uh, Avatar 2, The Way of the Water, will dethrone the original as... You know, the biggest record-breaking, most seen, most purchased movie of all time. We'll see. I kind of doubt it, though. I kind of doubt it. Oh, um, just uh, you need to dry your eyes for a second. Sit down. I need to to give you some sad news. I should have done this earlier. I don't know why I waited so long. Sit down. All right, just take a deep breath. Um, The Late Show has canceled filming new episodes. Steven is experiencing possible COVID reoccurrence. And so the taping of new episodes have been canceled until further notice. I know. Sorry. I should have broken it to you earlier and easier, but I just had to rip the Band-Aid off. So he's experiencing symptoms consistent with the recurrence of COVID. And so, of course, out of an abundance of caution for his staff and guests audience he'll be isolating for an additional few days so the late show will not be taping new episodes uh, until further notice so go ahead here's the tissue So I was kind of feeling bad for Johnny Depp. You know, he's not working and he needs the money and he's in this lawsuit with Amber and he needs 50 million. And I'm I'm kind of, I was starting to feel bad for him. And then I realized uh, he actually could still, you know, still part of the houses of the Uh, (laughs) hoity-toity. He has uh, a 45-acre private island in the Bahamas and a horse farm in Kentucky. And uh, the second time he purchased it, he purchased it and sold it. And then he bought it again. He gave it to his mother. Uh, 
who passed away in 2016, so I guess it's back to him now. He has five penthouses in uh, an Art Deco building in Los Angeles. He and Heard lived in one of them while they were married. And remember, that's where one of those videos took place when the cops came. It was in that in one of those uh, penthouses. Uh, he said he put it up for sale uh, when they parted, but I don't think it's sold. He's got the private three islands, uh, the private... <laughs> <laughs> in the Bahamas. He bought that for $5.35 million, still owns that. That's where they got married. Uh, he owns five neighboring homes in the Hollywood Hills worth about $19 million. But, you know, he had to sell his yacht. Damn it. I know. That's why I was feeling bad for him. But not only that, he owns a town in France, which I'm in love with. I, I want the town. Now, he's tried to sell it. He's tried to sell it for like $65 million. Uh, and that price was too much. And so he dropped it down. I think he's I think he's even dropped it down to $27 million at one point. But nobody has sold it. So, you know, you can get it now. You can probably pick it up now for $50 million. You can get the whole town. <laughs> I'm sorry. The village. The French village. <laughs> I want the village. I do. He bought the abandoned village 17 miles from uh, Saint-Tropez back in 2001. And that's, I mean, he was making all kinds of money back then. Uh, he spent about $10 million renovating the village buildings, uh, sensitively restoring the stone and wood beam structures during his 14-year relationship with that French actress and singer that he was with, <laughs> Vanessa, Vanessa Paradise, or, yeah, I get Paradise. This is the stripper. Uh, P-A-R-A-D-I-S. That's not how you say it, Jeff. Okay. All right, whatever. So they they stayed there, uh, you know, until, uh, you know, he dumped her or she dumped him, however it works. And so you get, there's a restaurant, there's a main house, six guest houses, the village church. I was looking at the pictures of the inside of these structures. They're beautiful uh, they want, it's got uh, 15 bedrooms, 14 bathrooms. It says in the story that the village boasts 2,900 square feet. That seems like uh, 2,900 square feet. I mean, that's a garage in Texas. So I'm not real sure if that's the right number that they have because they talk about the swimming pools, the charming town square with landscaping and outdoor dining, a skate park, a full gym, a wine cave. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, the estate is dotted with the 300 year old oaks and olive trees vineyards so and the village is according to this the village is a short convertible car ride away from saint tropez so i don't know if you don't have a convertible or you just have a regular car if it's a longer ride not really sure uh, <laughs> but uh, i'm not feeling bad uh, I'm not feeling bad about uh, Johnny now. He he can dump some of this property. I know, I know. I mean, maybe you want to just go live in France. Go live in the village. It's yours. Hang out there and uh, be uh, be by yourself. Probably not going to happen. Are you going to live in the? You going to live in L.A. Or are you going to you going to live in the in the Art Deco buildings in your uh, penthouses, or are you going to live in the Hollywood Hills in one of the five homes and just you know, pick a house to sleep in at night. I don't know. Times are tough. You never know. Also, who died today? Who died today? Comedian and actor Mike Haggerty 
dies at 67 years of age. We don't know what killed him. And he is one of those guys, another guy that you see him and you go, oh yeah, it's him. But if you were to say, hey, Mike Haggerty, Mike's coming over. You know Mike Haggerty. You'd go, no, I, I, I don't know Mike. What are you? What are you talking about? But when you see his picture or he showed up at your door, you'd go, oh yeah, you. So anyway, Mike Haggerty, uh, rest in peace, dead at the age of 67 years of age. And I, of course, will post his picture as part of my show posts on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook today. So you'll know when you see his picture today, uh, either on Twitter at JeffyJFR or Facebook and Instagram, uh, Jeff Fisher Radio, you'll go, oh yeah, him. We talked about it when they announced it was going to go up for auction and it has now sold the Andy Warhol, uh, 64, 1964 silk screen portrait of Marilyn Monroe. The one that, uh, you know, was shot at and has a big story behind it. It sold at Christie's on Monday evening for $195 million. Oof. <laughs> okay congratulations it sold to art dealer larry gagosian gagosian g-a-g-o-s-i-a-n larry gagosian and he was bidding in the room he was there he was raising his little hand or his little sign or his little finger or raising an eyebrow or however he did it there at christie's it's all his for the low low price of 195 million dollars now that's not the highest you know the highest price for a piece of art right of course you have the leonardo da vinci painting that was sold for 450 million dollars now i will say that uh, while they advertised that this was 195 million dollars and you know sets a record but really the winning bid was 170 million uh, he still got to pay 30, he still got to pay fees and, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff, which gets you to 195 million. So technically it only went for 170 million and that even at 195, remember they were talking about this going for 200 million. So even at, after fees and expenses and tips and whatever else Gagosian has to pay for, uh, it's still under the 200 million. So he got a good deal. He should be happy. Another guy that got a good deal, this college student who bought an ashtray at a thrift store. Like I said, those fines are still out there. He buys an ashtray for 10 bucks, sells it for $2,408. Now that's pretty good. Now he said he saw the ashtray and uh, a glass cabinet uh, behind lock and key at a Goodwill, which apparently that happens now everywhere. Goodwill thinks that they have a great find. They go ahead and lock it up and he bought it for 10 bucks. When he looked at it, he saw it in the, uh, you know, in the glass cabinet and said, I've got to get that because I think that's one of those expensive artworks from a, a Nara. And so there it was. It had the little Yoshimura Nara, the Japanese artist, Yoshidomo Nara, the Japanese artist whose market rise was sent shockwaves through the art market the past several years. He's become the most sought after by a whole different type of art buyer. Oh, okay. Yeah, like the vintage shoppers on TikTok. Yes. Okay. Oh, all right. So uh, this particular piece of art is of the little girl 
titled Too Young to Die. And it was done in 2002. It's not the only one out there. Uh, he got lucky and found it early because other people have found them around the world and in the U.S. and put them up for sale. And they're not getting 2860 bucks. Uh, you look on eBay, those things are, you know, you could probably get one for a hundred bucks. Now that's still, you buy something for 10 bucks and sell it for 120 bucks. It's still, you know, good deal, but, uh, it's not 1200, it's not 1300 bucks, but the fines are still out there. That's what I'm saying. And, and am I lucky enough to have that happen? No, I buy an ashtray at Goodwill, just putting a cigarette butt in it. I would be willing to bet that Kate Beckinsale goes out with this guy, Malcolm McDonald. Malcolm McDonald is a divorced dad who had an artificial penis crafted on his forearm after his real one dropped off. (laughs) Now, Beckinsale tweeted about him, or I mean, Instagrammed about him. Uh, on her story saying that she feels good about life because of so you know all of the bad news and she was happy that this guy got a replacement penis. And I am too. Congratulations, Malcolm. I'm happy for you. I do not want to be you. Uh, I mean, he walked around for years with this penis, new penis, growing out of his arm. I know. And you think, well, you know, you okay, so how long does it take? Well, it takes a lot longer than anticipated, okay? The surgeons, uh, this all started back in 2010, 2010, when he had some infection in his perineum or perineum or whatever the hell it is, an infection in your wee-wee, and it just dropped off. It just fell off. No, thank you. No, thank you. So they manufactured a new one. And they used a skin flap on his left arm and then they were, you know, letting it grow. And then they were, they were going to put the, uh, put it down in the pubic area. They were forced to stop that operation due to lack of oxygen in his blood. So they, he was just left with his wee wee poking out of his forearm. That was for six years. This operation has been delayed six years because of scheduling mix-ups, staff shortages, and then COVID-19. <laughs> uh, scheduling mix-up? Uh, maybe you ought to get somebody in here. Uh, you're not the one walking around with a penis on his forearm, okay? But, nope, so they finally got it. So now they've given, they've taken it off his arm, and they've given him a, you know, a, a, fake, a, a real one that's real but kind of fake. All right, the nerves and blood vessels were taken from the arm, stitched together in the pubic area to establish blood supply to the manufactured penis. And urologists worked with plastic surgeons during the process to make sure McDonald could have a functioning urethra. And meanwhile, so that he'll be able to, you know, urinate normally. Now, the medics have installed two tubes to allow McDonald to inflate the wee-wee with a hand pump in order to give himself, you know, an erection for a little business. Now, I'm just guessing that that would be something that Kate may enjoy. I don't know that. 
I'm just guessing that perhaps, and maybe not just Kate, maybe any female would enjoy, you know, just pumping it up and not having to worry about the air going out. I think you know what I'm talking about. Okay. So, I mean, he's, he's, and that's why he was saying, I love, I'm glad that Kate knows that I'm alive. And if she wants to go out on a date with me, I go out on a date with her and take her to the local pub here. I can't go to Hollywood. I'm not part of that glitzy crowd. She seems like a nice girl. Uh, yeah, she does seem like a nice girl. Doesn't she, Malcolm? <laughs> uh, you know, and Kate was, uh, you know, in good spirits for him. No kidding. Uh, I finally got your, your man nidge back. So, I mean, anything would be better than walking around with, uh, you know, that thing sticking out of your forearm. And he said he could take the jokes and he's, you know, he says people, you know, ask him about it in the pub all the time and make jokes. And he says, I see the funny side. I have to, I don't have any other option. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, at some point you got to say, hey, there's a penis arm. <laughs> hey, that's my man, Malcolm. He's not a dickhead. He's a dick arm. Oh, wait. Oh, stop. Stop it. It's not even funny. But congratulations to Malcolm for finally getting it done. I mean, it's been 12 years since he had this infection and his thing fell off. I I don't recommend that for anyone. I do not recommend that. I know that might come as a surprise, but I do not recommend that uh, for anyone. Plus, another thing I noticed in the story, Kate Beckinsale only has 5.3 million followers. What is going on? Is she slipping or something? Because that seems like she should have... I thought I followed her on Instagram. And I don't. So I'm looking at her uh, Insta account right here. Yeah, she only has 5.3 million followers. That's just a little bit more than Jeff Fisher Radio. But not as much as you'd think. I would think that Kate would have more than 5.3 million followers. That's a a little disappointing, Kate. Maybe you should go out with Malcolm and, uh, you know, put it up on your stories. I will say it's kind of cool. How they did it. I mean, if you were the guy that uh, had the infection and lost your thing, you're going to want them to do whatever they can to have it replaced, right? So skin and muscle was taken from the left arm and a vein in the right leg. The skin was wrapped around the vein into a tube. The doctors molded the flesh into the shape of a man part and attached it to the arm where it was allowed to hang freely and form naturally as skin and tissue heal. When fully formed, it was then attached correctly to the body. Inside the new man part is the implant that is comprised of a saline reservoir, a cylinder that runs along the length of the man part, and a pump and release valve that's inside the scrotum. The implant allows the user to pump saline fluid that is kept in the reservoir into the... Oh, so every so often, you got to replace the saline fluid. So I I apologize. It's not just an air pump that you can... (laughs) I was thinking, you know, you just and uh, hold the air in that a little bit. But no, you got to use the saline. So every so often it's like, uh, hey, my saline's run out. So it's just like any other. Sorry. I mean, at some point he's going to have to, you know, refill. And wouldn't you know it, it's not forever. And I'll leave you with a message I received on the uh, on the old socials. Uh, a lot of folks from Alex. Uh, A lot of folks can't understand how we came to have an oil shortage here in our country. Well, there's a very simple answer. 
nobody bothered to check the oil. We just didn't know we were getting low. The reason for that is geographical. Our oil is located in Alaska, California, coastal Florida, coastal Louisiana, North Dakota, Wyoming, Colorado, Kansas, Oklahoma, Pennsylvania, and Texas. Our dipsticks are located in D.C. Oil shortage solved. I mean, think about it. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.